Welcome to the Walking in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God-ordained purpose for your life and relationships. And I'm your host, Charles Wonsism. Now, let's get after it. Hello, guys, and how are you doing? You know, for me, it is great to be here, and I hope your week was way better than mine. <laughs> of course, uh, it's my prayer every day, right? And... You know, for me personally, especially for my family, um, we were outraged at the murder of George uh, Floyd. Uh, it was heart-wrenching to watch a man beg for his life. It was heartbreaking to see a man beg for air. The same air God gave all men freely. I am angry disgusted and saddened at the loss of lives, not only George Floyd, but for countless other murders that go unnoticed in these United States. And if you don't feel the pain of this loss, then maybe you should pray to God to give you a heart of empathy. To feel the pain of this loss and countless others murdered for no reason. They say George uh, was accused of forgery. And even if that is true, it hasn't been proven yet. And besides, the result of him being so manhandled does not fit the crime. What is the point of the use of excessive force for a crime as petty as forgery? And what is worse is that this crime is yet to be proven to be true. And you know what? Forgery is not a capital offense to be tried on the sidewalk where George died. In the midst of this pain, I am personally against the violence we see on TV. I get it. It is painful. But the rioting and the destroying of buildings and property is not the answer. This is not what Jesus would do. There has been three, hear me, there has been one, two, three deaths and countless people injured in this riot so far. And all of these deaths for George's life, three for one, I mean, do the math. It does not make any sense. The burning of these stores and property would mean the loss of jobs for many. Jobs I believe so many people desperately need. I feel the wanton destruction of property is never the answer. In fact, it is counterproductive. And I personally believe that Jesus would not have behaved the way some people behaved on TV, destroying property and burning cars and things like that. And I pray that God will give these people wisdom and bring peace to the U.S., in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, I will go straight into what we have uh, without wasting any more time. Now, last week we discussed a topic I titled, What is God's Word? And we established that God's Word is the tool you need to what? Talk back to the devil, just as Jesus did in the wilderness. But then, have you noticed uh, that the wilderness is where the toughest temptation happens to most people. 
Imagine a dry place where there is no water, no trees for shade, no comfort from the heat. Anybody in that position experiencing this so-called wilderness experience will almost certainly give anything to fall into temptation. I mean, just imagine yourself trapped in, in the Sahara Desert. You would do anything for water. And maybe some women sell their souls for just a little comfort from the wilderness. So it wasn't easy for Jesus, I can imagine. And in the same vein, your own wilderness experience will come. Jesus went through it, and we will also go through it at some point in our lives. Some have been through the wilderness experience and come out successful, but many have only tasted it and you know, they gave up too soon. They do not have spiritual stamina for a wilderness experience. Those kind of people. But your wilderness experience is necessary for your spiritual development. And I will, I will explain in a bit. This wilderness experience is your process to developing you spiritually. And we will look at the men in the Bible who had their own form of wilderness experience. God promises that we all must go through some form of wilderness experience. So listen to what he says in Isaiah chapter 43 verse 2. And I read, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. So God promises that those tough times will come. He said he will be with you. He was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they were thrown into a huge fire in Babylon. That same God promises to be with you no matter what. But then, also remember that God used the word when. God did not say, if you pass through the waters. No. If there was an if in the statement, then it would mean that people may or may not go through this wilderness experience. But God said, when? You can check it in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2. We just read it. He says, when you pass through. So, now that when, it means if you haven't yet gone through it, then it will most certainly come. It is only a matter of time. Now, many people have lost their faith in Jesus because they did not have the stamina to stand the test of the wilderness experience. They did not have the word of God ingrained on their insides to withstand the enemy and his temptation. These people are those who blame God for their woes, for their suffering and shortcomings in life. They are always looking for the easy way out and will do anything to skip the process. Please note the word process. They will do anything to skip the process that is necessary for their spiritual development. 
Bible says in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 10, if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. Or in other words, if you fail under pressure, your stamina is too small. The wilderness experience was designed to test you and your resolve for Jesus. You fail under pressure when you do not have enough of the word of God to keep your stamina against the enemy. Remember Jesus' wilderness experience? He was in the wilderness for 40 days and the devil came. Jesus' victory over the enemy that day shows me that he had the stamina necessary to defeat the devil and his temptations in the wilderness. So you fail under pressure when you give in to the enemy's temptation. You fail under pressure when you choose to deny God in the face of adversity or in the face of, of tough times, in the face of fear. And if you fail under pressure, of course, you fail under pressure when you do not have the word of God in you to talk back at the devil. You know, in our last episode, we, you know, we, we delved you know, more deeply into what it meant to talk back at the devil. So I would encourage you to listen to uh, episode 61 uh, for an in-depth analysis of what that means. Now, I have a true story. Now, back uh, somewhere in Newfoundland in Canada, as a graduate student, I was looking for housing. You know, this was a couple of years back. And I came across a real estate agent who was helping me at the time. So we got talking and he opened up to me and he said he used to pastor a church until he experienced some form of loss in his family. He said, uh, he said to me that the loss was so painful that he stopped serving God. And what was even more painful for me was he went on to say that he does not believe that God exists. Now, this was a man who used to pastor a church. So I would, I would imagine that this was no ordinary Christian. This was somebody who had some level of experience in God. But for him to, in the face of adversity, uh, saying that God no longer exists, only goes to show me that his strength. Remember where we read in uh, Proverbs 24, verse 10, I'll say it again. It says, if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. So this... Um, former pastor, failed under pressure. And it only means one thing. His strength was too small. So it's a very sad thing to see uh, believers who used to believe in God, you know, go back now, you know, they go back on their word and they now say God, God does not exist. You know, 2020 has been a very peculiar year. Uh, it is in 2020 that um, at least two of our major, two major singers, gospel singers, uh, came back to recant, uh, saying that uh, they no longer serve God. God does not exist. In fact, they were telling the whole world that uh, they are no longer Christians. Now remember, if you face adversity and you fail under pressure, your strength is small. And ladies and gentlemen, this is what it means 
to fail under pressure. This is what happens when you do not study God's word enough to get the stamina you need to face life's challenges. I'll take that again. You also fail under pressure when you do not study God's word to get that stamina you need to face life's challenges. I get it. Life can be hard. And life doesn't always go as we plan. But there is something you can always count on. That God will never leave you alone in that situation. I mean, take a look at Jesus. He was having a very bad day in the wilderness. I mean, 40 days in the wilderness. He was tired and he was hungry. And when you thought things wouldn't get any worse, the devil shows up. This is the same for many people. Now, let me ask you, what is your wilderness experience? What are you going through right now? Do you have God's word in your insides to fight off those temptations? Do you have the strength and the stamina needed to stand in this harsh wilderness experience you are facing? These are questions worth thinking about. And I personally believe that the Word of God remains the only tool needed for spiritual nourishment that is necessary for the strength and for the stamina you need in these last days. Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13, it says, Therefore, put on the whole armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, you ought to stand your ground when those temptations come your way. Jesus was able to stand his ground when the enemy came in the wilderness. You ought to stand your ground when the wilderness experience comes knocking at your door. And one of the ways to stand strong is to study God's word. The Bible is filled with numerous examples of people who stood their ground and God gave them victory. Please Listen to episode 13 of this podcast uh, for more in-depth analysis of men and women who stood their ground for God and what that means for you in our present generation. So finally, your wilderness experience is your process for spiritual development. And we look at Joseph in the Bible he had to endure his own wilderness experience to attain a position of victory, power, and influence in a country considered as a world power back in the day, Egypt. Now, when we trace Joseph's life, we see that his brothers had sold him into slavery out of jealousy. And he ended up as a slave in Potiphar's house. Now, Potiphar's wife planned on sexually molesting him. And when Joseph did not agree to, uh, you know, to her advances, 
She lied against Joseph. And this innocent man, Joseph, was thrown into prison for a crime he did not commit. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Joseph's wilderness experience. Now, remember, through it all, Joseph remained faithful to God. And God rewarded him by making him the prime minister of Egypt. Now, when you have time, please study Joseph's life. And Joseph's lives, and just like the life of others in the Bible, it's on record in the Bible for our own encouragement. So for Joseph and many others in the Bible, we can see that your wilderness experience is a necessary part of your walk with God. And you need the word of God like an anchor to hold on to sanity. Job is another example who lost everything. I mean, he lost everything. He lost his businesses, his children, and even his health deteriorated in one day. But look at him. He came out of it blessed. When you have time, read the life of Job. There was something all these men had in common. And I'll tell you, these men, they held on to God's word. They held on to God. The word of God gave them the stamina, gave them the strength necessary to overcome the wilderness experience. No wonder the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And what is in the world? The wilderness experience is part of the things that is in the world. But greater is he that is in me. Now, in all of these men, greater was he that was in Job, in Joseph, to overcome this world and its pressures. So, in other words, these men talked back to the devil. Oh, I love that statement. They talked back to the devil with their actions, with their beliefs. They talked back to the devil with, with, their, with their resolve to stand for God in the time of adversity. And we need many of such men today. Now, to confirm the secret to beating the wilderness experience, Bible says in Psalms chapter 119 verse 11, it says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. I would like to end this episode by telling you what Joseph said to his brothers. You know, Joseph was summarizing his entire wilderness experience. And yes, he was speaking this peculiar statement to the very same people who sold him into slavery. Joseph told them, in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, it says, As for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring about that many people should be kept alive as they are this day. But I would like to focus on the first part of the statement. Genesis 50, verse 20 says, As for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it for good. So in other words, 
the wilderness experience that was meant for evil against Joseph, in the end, God converted it for something good for Joseph. So my brothers and sisters, that wilderness experience was not meant or designed to kill you. No, it was meant to prepare you for the greater good that is coming your way. And just like Joseph, if he were to be here with us now, speaking to us through this podcast, he would tell us the same thing. He would say something like, what the enemy meant for evil, that is the wilderness experience, God will turn it around for your good. So you see, he did it for Joseph. He did it for Job. He did it for Daniel. He did it for Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Esther, Joshua, Abraham. I can go on and on. But you need to study the word for yourself to be encouraged by their story. And just like these men of old and myself, he will do it for you too. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for opening my eyes to see how much I truly need your word to face every challenge the enemy throws at me. I ask for grace to feed daily on your word as I feed daily to maintain my physical form. I also thank you for my wilderness experience. I pray for stamina and strength that comes from your word to see me through in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to thank you for uh, tuning in to listening uh, to this particular episode of the podcast. And next week, my wife will be bringing a dynamic message. So please make sure to tune in, listen, share to friends, family members, colleagues, church members, and remain blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. And I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment to let me know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you'd like to email us, you can do so by writing us at info at walkinginpurpose.ca. Also, don't forget to follow our Instagram page, which is at Podcast, and also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you and I'll see you next week.